Welcome to Alive Experience, the online teaching ministry of Pastor Pascal Ngui. Pastor Pascal is the senior pastor of Alive Bible Church, a vibrant and growing church with branches across South Africa. Pastor Pascal teaches the Word of God with accuracy and power, always leaving his audience empowered, challenged, and ready for change. As you listen, get ready to be blessed by the Holy Spirit. Now, let's join the message already in progress. Today's message is entitled, I Don't Date, I Beloved Those. I don't date. I belong the doors. Tell your neighbor, now I don't date. I belong the doors. Hallelujah. Get ready. Five reasons why Christians get into relationships. You see, last week we saw Paul is telling us we should play far from these things. But you'll be surprised that very few people have followed the advice of Paul. <laughs> very few people have followed his advice. So why is it that even though Paul, I mean, he took a certain path, Jesus came, your Savior and your Lord, he says, you follow me, you are following him, but you are following him with wife and children, but he is ahead of you, no wife, no children. So why is it that even though we saw Jesus didn't marry nobody, Paul didn't marry nobody. We are into those things. Number one, it is not good for man to be alone. God said it before Paul came. God already told us it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. So the first reason why you should consider a relationship is because God is telling you it's not good for you to be alone. The moment you start being alone, depression is not far, bad thoughts are not far, funny ideas are not far, a lot of bad things start happening to you the moment you are alone too much. Do you understand? Number two, two are better than one. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9 to 12. Two are better than one. I know you think you can do it. God says it's not good for you to be alone. Then Solomon comes and says two are better than one. Because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls. You understand, there are certain areas you have fallen and you remain on the ground ever since you fell. It's because you are alone. Receive grace to not be alone anymore. For if he has one to help him up, again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? You are saying electric blanket. It's not the same. I personally bought the electric blanket the whole night you are sweating and the thing is cooking you like you are a chicken in the pot. It's not the same. 
though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. Two can withstand. Yeah. There are many things that were overpowering me when I was alone. Ever since my wife entered my life, I've begun to overpower a lot of things. Yeah, two can withstand them. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. It tells me if you are alone, you are easily broken. Number three, it is better to marry than to burn. 1 Corinthians 7, 8 to 9. Better say to the unmarried, that's the advice of Paul of last week, to the unmarried and to the widows, it is good for them if they remain as I am. Thank you, Paul. But if they cannot exercise self-control, let them do what? Marry. Why? For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Some of you, the temperature is now above 100 degrees Celsius. You are so hot. You are burning. Paul is feeling for you. And Paul is saying to you, it is better to marry than to burn the way you are burning. When you are burning, the solution is lignalo. And that's why you have to come on the 26th as we address the question onyala lane. Because it is better to marry than to burn. Number four, to avoid fornication. First Corinthians chapter 7 verse 2. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife. And let every woman have her own husband. To avoid fornication. To avoid fornication. Let every man not have his own woman. You see, the Bible is very meticulous. His own wife. And let every woman has not her own man, her own husband, because relation, sexual relationships, the prescribed environment that God gave us to express them, is marriage. It's marriage. So the reason why Christians get involved into relationships, even though Paul said it's better to not do it. Is to avoid fornication. Number five is to fulfill the mandate of procreation. God gave us a mandate. God even disturbed an entire construction of a tower, a tower, because this his mandate was being spoiled. Genesis chapter 4, verse 25. Adam had sexual relationships with his wife again. You see, when the Bible says again, you understand, 
he's been doing it, but he did it again. That word is in all the versions. Any version you choose, you will see again. He really did it again. And she gave birth to another son. She named him Seth, for she said, God has granted me another son in the place of Abel, whom Cain killed. You see, she was running out of options based on the assignment God had given them. She had a son, her other son killed him. And she was left with square one. But her husband fulfilled his duties again. And procreation was back. So that's one of the reasons why we come together. It's so that we can fulfill the agenda God gave us. Be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish the earth. Subdue it. Are you listening to me? Now, Let's talk about the concept of dating. You see, the concept of dating is not the same like the way it is viewed outside the church. It's not the way we see it in the church. That's why my title this morning is I don't date. I beloved those. The concept of dating in the world is described as follows. Dating is a stage of romantic relationship whereby two people meet socially with the aim of assessing each other's suitability as a prospective partner in a future intimate relationship. The protocol and practices of dating and the terms used to describe it vary considerably from society to society. So it will find that in this area, dating means this. In that area, dating also adds to it. it So it varies. It's not always the same everywhere. Are you listening to me? All right. While the terms have several meanings, the most frequent usage refers to two people exploring whether they are romantically or sexually compatible by participating in dates with each other. So even though there are other meaning to the matter, but the main thing, the main thing about dating is that two people come together to check compatibility Sexual compatibility. That's usually the main thing that dating is all about. Are you listening to me? When people say to you, we are dating, ah, I don't know if you understand what they are telling you. They are saying, we are in a relationship, but this relationship is also involving sex. That's what they are telling you. They are not saying to you that they are just moving around, having lunch, and you know, no, 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 no. They are studying each other, but they are studying each other for the purpose of seeing if they are matching at certain levels. 
And one of those levels is sexual matters. So when they date, they go for date nights. And see, these date nights, they always end up in date beds. Most of them. That's how they are. Date nights, date picnic, all those dates. The main reason for that thing you are seeing there, if the guy is spending his money on a date, you should not think he's a good Samaritan. There's nothing Samaritan about him. He has an objective. Are you listening to what I'm telling you? So when somebody says to you, let's go for a date, you must try to understand. That's why I said to you, you must not reply. I don't do dates. I am not into dating. I don't date. I belong the doors. Let's go on a date. No. I don't date. I belong the doors. So that there is, we must talk the same language. All of you watching me this morning, you were trained by Pharaoh. You were not trained the way. See, that's why I struggle because the things I teach, sometimes it's as if I'm extremist. But I'm just normal. That, that is just how normally it's supposed to be. But Pharaoh has trained us and showed us other things. That's why I'm trying to untrain you and retrain you. Having sex with someone who is not your wife or your husband is not called dating. It's called fornication. Stop calling it dating. That's not the right word. It's called fornication. This is the definition of fornication. Sexual intercourse between people not married to each other. As the moment you are having a sexual relationship with a person that you didn't say I do before a mayor or a commissioner of oath or a pastor, look, it's not dating. You are using a wrong way. And that is what the devil has done. The devil, when people are, are cheating, they say, we are having an affair. He gave us a lot of words to make it look cool, to make it look nice, to make it like white lies. And, and all those things is designed to make you feel as if it's not bad. I'm just dating. I mean, you will not say, I'm just fornicating. I mean, do, do, can you imagine? You say, what are you busy with? No, we are busy with some serious fornication. And then, uh, you know, it doesn't sound cool. But it's not, no, we are dating. I mean, it sounds so nice. It sounds so acceptable, socially relevant, and socially acceptable. We are dating. A cool way to say we are fornicating. That's why at ABC, we don't date. We below the doors. We don't date. We below the doors. Hallelujah. The word dating is not in the Bible. You will never find in your Bible that and this one went to date on a date with this one. But you will find the word beloved in your Bible. Referring to matters of romantic relationship. That's why we want to base ourselves on the word of God and operate with the word of God. Sons of Solomon. Chapter 2. 
Verse 16. My beloved is mine. And I am my beloved. My beloved is mine. And I am his. It tells you the whole thing. That's it. That, when he says, my beloved is mine and I am his. When she says, my beloved is mine, and I, she's telling you, we are into this thing. But it's under the right boundaries. What does it mean to be overdose? Beloved dosing. This is my definition. A romantic relationship between a Christian brother and a Christian sister for the purpose of knowing each other deeply with the vision of getting married and living happily ever after. A romantic relationship between a Christian brother and a Christian sister for the purpose of knowing each other deeply with the vision of getting married and living happily ever after. Beloved, dozing at ABC is a stage of being engaged. Betrothed, promised, pledged, committed to someone. That, like, when we say that I'm beloved dozing, or this is my beloved, what you are saying is that I am pledged to this person. I have made a promise to this person. I am committed to this person. Luke chapter 1 verse 26 to 27. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. A virgin pledged to be married. Do you understand? So I know some of you, you are no more virgin. It's not a problem. You are spiritually, you have been made virgin again in the spirit. And some of you, you are still virgin physically. It's very powerful. You will even understand better what I'm talking about. Praise the name of Jesus. Beloved, dozing at ABC is a stage of not being single or not being available anymore. You cannot be saying that I have a beloved, yet you are still making yourself available. You are, you are, you are, you are having a beloved this side, but you are still looking this side. You see what you are doing now? You are bringing confusion in the system. Remember that we say beloved dozing 
In the world, they say boyfriend, girlfriend. We don't talk that language here. When people say, he, that's my boyfriend, he's telling you we are dating and we are having sex and we are not married. You will find the mother saying, no, that's my daughter's boyfriend. It's accepted. People flow with it. Oh, yes. They will even, in fact, if you don't bring a girlfriend for a while, they start asking, what's going on with you? People are sick. Beloved, dozing at ABC must happen in four stages. Stage one. Melting stage. At the melting stage, the Christian brother that was just going to church with the Christian sister and it was just normal. All of the sudden, somebody is beginning to melt. There's some melting quietly going on while Pastor Pascal is preaching a powerful message. You think that everybody is just blessed by the message, but some people are inspired through the message for more melting. Genesis 29 verse 10 to 11. As soon as Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of his mother's brother Laban, with Laban's sheep, he went up, rolled the stone away from the mouth of the well, and watered his uncle's sheep. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and started weeping. Have you ever seen something like that in your life? You are seeing a lady for the first time. You kiss her, you start crying. And the kiss was not the kiss you are thinking about. It's a greeting. Because they used to kiss through a greeting. As soon as he greeted her, he started crying. He had me- She melt him. He, he could not control... He didn't know what to do. Brothers, this is a tip. You should say, You see? Yeah. Jacob started crying. The Bible says he started weeping loud. He confused Rachel. By the time Rachel is asking, what's going on here? She's already in love also. Because she said, nobody has ever cried. A man has never cried for me. This man is crying for me. Wow. Try it, my brother. Try it. Melting stage. 
Don't jump to other stages. Melt the ice face. That's where you start. We are all in the church. The church is holy. But there is some melting also. That is how, you see, the person you are married to, if you got married at Abyss, you realize that the person came to church, there was nothing between you and the person. But a day came. Before you realize, there was some melting going on. At the melting stage, the Christian brother sees the Christian sister and he starts the crying. I would like to caution here. It is not the Christian sister who sees the Christian brother. All these things going on around. Sisters beginning to tackle brothers. Instead of, the, instead of Jacob being the one crying, it is Rachel. And because ladies know how to cry. Ladies know how to cry. Listen to me, my dear sisters. Let Jacob find you. Stop this thing trying to hook up, talk to that one to hook you up, this and this. Look, let me tell you something. You hook up yourself with a brother who was not intending to hook up with you. Don't be angry later. And he is no more interested. Because that was never his idea in the first place. You are the one who brought the whole thing. These things that you go around trying to hook hook yourself, you say to this person, tell him, do this, do this. Let me tell you something. All those things you, my daughters, are doing, you are destroying yourself. You are destroying yourself. You come to church and you start monitoring. The mo- and the brother, innocent, he doesn't know that you've been sibling him for months now. My beloved is mine. And I am my beloved. But your beloved doesn't know you are his beloved. This is what is going on in our circles. Small girls, instead of focusing on the studies, they are beginning to spot, no, that one is mine. That, that one, no, no, don't go there, don't go there. I'm just, I'm just waiting for him to see what I'm seeing. So, Nobody must go there. And you start defending and fighting for the brother as if he told you anything. He has never said anything to you. But the moment another sister talks to him, you start having palpitations, you start cursing the people, you start having all kinds of problems. And you start giving the brother an attitude out of nowhere. He can't, he doesn't know what he did to you. His sin in this world was to be nice to another sister. Another, another Christian sister. Jacob so rich. Jacob so rich. Read your Bible. 
Adam, when Adam saw Eve, let the man see. He has eyes. Don't bring him binoculars and start giving him all type of things. Look, if he can't see, he can't see. I'm not telling you, you, you can wear anything you want to wear. If he can't see, he will not see. So you will have to come and say, can you see? You, can, you mean you can't see? And I see you, those things you guys do right after the service, you go straight for him. You must be the first. You must be the first contact. You start calling him at night. You call. You make sure in the morning you call him. Have you had your devotion? Meanwhile, it's not about the devotion. It's, it has got nothing to do with the devotion. It's about the emotion. Say with me, melting stage, melting stage. This is your melting stage. But don't, don't confuse your melting stage. Let the melting happen. Let me tell you something. If there is heat, the ice will melt. If there is no heat, you cannot melt that ice. It is red and it must also be hot. Then it will flow. Number two. Stage number two. Meeting stage. Meeting stage. Genesis 29 verse 18 to 19. Since Jacob was in love with Rachel, he told her father. Since Jacob was in love, remember, melting stage, he saw her, he started crying. That's the melting stage. But he doesn't stay there. He moves to the meeting stage. He told the father. I'll work for you seven years if you will give me Rachel, your younger daughter, as my wife. Agreed, Laban replied. I'll rather give her to you than to anyone else. Stay and work with me. Meeting stage. Every beloved dozing that remain at the melting stage, I don't recognize it in this church. Every believer, those things must start at the melting stage. Yes. We start seeing the vibes. Yes. But from there, it must move to the meeting stage. Both biological and spiritual parents must not be involved. If it is real. If it is genuine. I'm surprised that you are saying you have a beloved, but it is only you and this person who know that you are beloved dozing. And your close friends who are hiding the whole thing because everybody knows what's going on there. Your close friends in the church, they know that ah, that's, that's your man. And, 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 and his close friends also know no, that's, that's her, that's her. But it has remained at that stage. And that is a recipe for disaster. As it always ends up becoming. Before you realize, you have jumped to another stage. At this stage, at ABC, when you enter the meeting stage, you are now involving the authorities 
in what you are intending to do. Means your spiritual parents are aware of what you want to do. That's the first thing. At ABC, once you enter that stage, the first thing that will show you you have entered that stage is that you will find yourself in a WhatsApp group with that your beloved and other leaders of the church. That is something that will tell you you are moving to another stage. If you have never found yourself in a WhatsApp group with that your beloved, with other church people, meaning your shepherd and his shepherd, or myself and my wife, think about it again. You are not going the right road. The parents of both families at the meeting stage are beginning to be aware of this issue. Because the parents of Rachel now knew about it. Jacob didn't hide it from them. How come the parents of the girl don't know about you? Hmm? How come the parents of the, 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 the lady don't know about you? What type of relationship is this? Even the WhatsApp group is inactive. From the day God opened, it has never worked. No, it, tells, it says a lot of things about the relationship itself. If the WhatsApp, the WhatsApp group itself that was open, ever since it's got open, just the first week it got open, after that, dead. It says a lot of things. Number four, physical counseling starts happening. Not just WhatsApp counseling. Physical one. Where we are now having a meeting to discuss how many years you're going to work for this woman. Meeting stage. Stage three, mending stage. So Jacob, Genesis chapter 29 verse 30. So Jacob saved seven years for Rachel. And they seemed only a few days to him because of the love he had for her. He worked. Not for money. For her. Mending stage. I'm beginning to fix things so that it can work. At the mending stage, we are not just talking now. We are not just having meetings anymore. Work is taking place. There's work going on to reach the goal. All these people that always say, no, we are the everyday's meetings. Everyday meeting, 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 meeting. We are tired of meetings, my friend. We are tired of your meetings. How come there is nothing apart from the meetings? Jacob did not stay in meetings with Laban, my friend. He went to the field and started working because he said, he said, he worked for her seven years and they seemed like a few days. Why? Because he loved her. When I say you are loving the person, you've never worked for the person. Practically speaking, we must see Lobola being paid at this level. We must see things falling into place at this level. Here you cannot continue talking meetings, 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 meetings. Mending stage. 
You are working at something. You are fixing something. Mending means you are fixing the broken pieces. You are getting things right. The lobola is paid. The families have met. I'm talking about beloved dozing at ABC. I don't know where you are coming from. But here. And I'm happy this message is recorded. So for years and years to come, this is what will happen. Families have been meeting already. The church has prepared a delegation to send to meet your family. Lobola is paid at this stage, mending stage. We are fixing things. We are no more just talking, 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 every day, talking, 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 talking. Lobola is paid. An official announcement has been made in the church where you are. And the day of that official announcement, your fam- the family of the two beloved are present. And that day, you present your beloved with a ring to officially tell us, I've paid my lobola. Officially, this, my beloved, is mine. The engagement ring must be given publicly. We don't do those things. Will you marry me? It's just your copy things because they look nice. And, oh, you know, he, he, he popped the question. He popped. Yeah, he popped. He popped the question. You know, he took, me, he took me to a restaurant and he popped the question. After he popped the question, he goes and pops other things. Meanwhile, meanwhile, he hasn't paid any lobola. But he's popping. The system I'm giving you, my dear sister, we don't need to pop any question. Just present the ring. We already know. And by the time you are presenting this ring, eh, we know that you have paid Lobola. This ring girls are busy taking from Kong rings all over. And, and there's nothing after the ring. Nothing. Nothing. Took you to a cheap restaurant, pop the question, then you are, you are ready. Mending stage. Mending stage. We must be mending things here. The Bible says when Jesus came across Joe, uh, Peter and Joe, he found them mending the nets. They were fixing their nets so they can catch fish. You must be mending the things so that you can catch this beloved. Practically and properly. You are sitting there with nets that have big holes all over. Nothing can stay inside. And you want meetings every day. WhatsApp meetings. Physical meetings. Look, I'm, I'm already, I'm warning you already. Don't come with any more meetings to me until I see progress. Do you understand me? All right. Stage four. Mating stage. Ish. Mating. Genesis 29. 21. Finally, the time came for him to marry her. I have fulfilled my agreement, Jacob said to Laban. Now, 
Give me my wife so I can sleep with her. Give me my wife. So I can sleep with her. Look, Jacob doesn't waste time. New international version, NIV. He says, Give me my wife. My time is completed. I want to make love to her. How can you be telling somebody this, father? This, look, Jacob is clear. He doesn't look. I work seven years. The time has come for the meeting. Are you listening to me? This is your wedding, my friend. This is your honeymoon. This is where you crack the cookie. This is where you make it work. Ah! Now, let me tell you something. When you don't follow it this way, melting stage, meeting stage, mending stage, mating stage. Some of you will jump from melting to mating. As you've been busy with, anyway, you know, some of you, that's what, from melting to mating. No meeting, no mending. God is helping us this morning. God is helping us. If you follow these four stages, that God gave us. I didn't read them from any book. God gave them to us in this church. This is for us. God is giving us this. These four stages. Beloved Dozy. This is how it's going to work. Based on Genesis 29. Are you listening to me? Eight rules of engagement you should know about beloved. This year I want to bear much fruit. In your character. So I will be giving you enough revelation to help you grow. Eight rules of engagement you should know about being a beloved to somebody. Let me give you quickly a scripture first before we close. First Timothy 3 verse 15. If I am delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household which is the church of the living God the pillar and foundation of the truth Paul was saying to Timothy look I'm I'm planning to come to see but if I delay I want to tell you how people must behave in the church what should be happening and that is the purpose of this entire teaching to show you how we behave when it comes to love matters the church is the pillar and the foundation of the truth So we cannot afford that the foundation itself is faulty. Everything has to be well done. Alright. So look at these small pillars I want to share with you as I close. Being beloved is a golden opportunity to assess suitability.
when you are beloved, is your golden opportunity to assess suitability. Are we suitable to each other? Are we compatible to each other? When you are married and you discover you are incompatible, it's too late. And you see, do you, do you know why all these people are divorcing? It's because they discover inside, when they're already inside, now they discover, man, we are not even compatible. As a beloved, that's your stage. To assess suitability. Why? Why am I telling you this? Because people don't change much. Let me be honest with you. People don't change much. What you see is what you saw. And what you saw is what you see. That person you are seeing there, if he is lazy, look, he will not change much. That even if he changes, it will be a little bit, it won't be too much. So as you are marrying the person with the mindset, no, I will change him. No, things will change. And no, no. You are, you, are, you, are, you are into the engagement and you are into the beloved-dosing and you are feeling that, no, 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 it's going to be better. This and this. Look, people don't change much. Usually, what you see in the marriage is what you saw in the beloved-dosing. And what you see in the beloved-dosing is what you will see in the marriage. It's just that you are deceived into thinking that no, there will be a change. People don't change much. If the lazy, the lady is lazy, she doesn't pray, she doesn't read the Bible. She is look. When you marry her, you must know it will be like that. Oh yes. Oh yes. Genesis two verse eighteen. The Lord God said, "It is not good for the man to be alone." I will make him a helper. Not just a helper. Suitable. So that, that word is very important. Not every helper is your helper. Suitable for him. For him. Not for everybody. For him. This is where you need to check your temperament. I don't have time this morning to teach on them. I'm going to have another teaching just on temperament by God's grace. Are you a phlegmatic? Are you a choleric? Are you a sanguine? Are you a melancholic? And you need to not check the, the, the temperament of your beloved. Look, even if you just go to you Google temperament, everything is there. So I don't even need to teach my, it's already there. Do your own research a bit. And check if your nature matches with their nature. Are we, are we suitable? It's always better to break an engagement. And it's easier to break an engagement than to break a marriage. If we are not suitable, I can still break it here. It will not hurt much. Once you say I do, I say I do. It becomes very complicated to break it. Very complicated. 
Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 16 verse 14, do not be unequally yoked. How will you not become unequally yoked? Because during the beloved dozing, you are taking the yokes. In Deuteronomy eh, 22 verse 10, it says, you shall not plow with the ox and the donkey together. Don't mix the, the ox and the donkey together. It's unequal. The donkey will be hurt because the ox is too strong. Before they realize, the donkey will die. And the ox will be too frustrated because the donkey can cope with his speed. So a lot of us are unequally yoked. He says, don't be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. I know basically it means somebody who doesn't believe in God, but also unbelieving, we're talking about belief systems. You can all be Christians, but you don't have the same belief systems. This person is a Christian, but he doesn't believe in tithing, and you believe in tithing. This person is a Christian, but he doesn't believe in working for God. And, and they say there are different belief systems. They don't believe that you should you should go and work and still come and work for God. That's a belief system. Some people don't have that belief system. Now you are marrying this person in their mind, they're going to come and after work, we stay home, we have dinner, we have fun, we enjoy our lives and we try to watch TV. Now you are coming with this thing, after work, let's go on visitation. You realize that you are married with an unbeliever. Unbeliever is not just a pagan. Unbeliever is somebody who doesn't believe what you believe. And that's why during your beloved dosing, your engagement and your so-to-call dating stage, you have to check the beliefs. Do we believe the same thing? Do we have the same convictions? Do we see things the same way? Before you realize, everything dies. What you see is what you saw. What you saw is what you see. It's a see so. Be careful to use your beloved dozing stage in futility instead of checking suitability. How is suitable? I keep repeating to you it is better to break an engagement than to break a marriage, it's harder. And that's why some people just settle for it. Say, look, we're already here. There's, I can't go back from stage one again. I don't think I can manage. Hmm? Then they settle for it. We shall not settle for less. Yes. Number two, being beloved doesn't necessarily mean that we'll end up married. Because some of you, you are making it to be like handcuffs. I get it, we are beloveds. We will always be beloved. No. 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 Doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean I must marry you at the end of the day. No. I'm checking suitability. If we are compatible. 
may not know that we are compatible because you are there and here. But when we start beloved dozing, I start checking. Maybe I made a mistake. And some of you are into mistakes, but you don't want to admit it. You don't want to admit it. No, we are already in it. So, we we will see. What we see is what we saw. We will see. Matthew 1, 19. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man. And he did not want to disgrace her publicly. So, he decided to break the engagement quietly. Engagements can be broken. Joseph was about to break his engagement to Mary because he felt, look, we are not compatible. I'm here keeping myself. You are busy having sex. Number three, being beloved is not a license to start having sex. Look, we already told the pastors, we're going to be doing it anyway. So what is the problem if we start now? I gave you the ring. So what else is there? Everybody knows you are mine. Your family knows me. My family knows you. What else is there? Being beloved is not a license to start having sex. Genesis 2 verse 25. When they were both naked and they were both naked, the man and his wife and they were not ashamed throughout the bible every time people are naked is the man and the wife not the man and the woman the man and his wife sister as you are naked ask yourself I'm here naked this fellow who is, is he is he my husband the only time you should be naked is when it's in the presence of a husband. If the man is not your husband, there's no nakedness that must happen. The man and his wife. Talking of Joseph, but he did not have sexual relationship with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. Matthew chapter 1 verse 24 and 25. She was engaged to Joseph and she was still a virgin. Can you believe it? She was a virgin engaged. Some of us, the engagement has not even, it has not even yet happened. Virginity is gone. Virginity is lost. But somebody was a virgin and she was engaged. Four, being beloved is not a license to start dishing out personal and sensitive information. Being beloved is not a license to start dishing out personal and sensitive information. Proverbs 29 verse 30, there is is more hope for a fool than for someone who speaks without thinking. There is more hope for a fool 
than for someone who speaks without thinking. You just started being beloved before you realize she knows your bank account. She knows your PIN numbers. She knows your car keys. She has the she every important information. You are you just you just started now. All of the sudden, all your the password of your phone, the, the your PIN number, the, the banking details, everything she has it. You are a fool. Because I just told you that being beloved does not necessarily mean the person will marry you. Here you are dishing out sensitive information. And you are still at the melting stage. You have melted so much that you feel the need to release. Hey, you know, you know, you know, you know, as you see me like this. I have an inheritance. As you say. And <laughs> you are just at the melting stage. And you are dishing out sensitive information. As you see me, as you see me like this. As you see me like this. I have HIV. But God is my Lord. Now that I, have, I was praying for the beloved and God sent you. You see me like this? I have cancer. But God sent you. Let's pray and thank God that he saw my misery and he sent you. Listen to me. Listen to me. You are a fool. But this teaching will finish every foolishness from your head. It will be wiped out this morning. Are you still there? Are you still blessed? You see, this type of information, then you start releasing them at the mending stage. Oh, yes. When the person has proven themselves, They've gone to the meeting stage. They have entered the mending stage. Then certain information they qualify to know. But you had a melting stage. You're already telling the person, my PIN number. You just send him the WhatsApp, 9346. <laughs> then he replies back, what is this? It's the PIN now, it's the PIN. <laughs> it's the PIN, it's the PIN. The pain. I, I, I thought I thought you needed to get something maybe for the week or you know just something small, it's just a little appreciation. No, wait for the mending stage, wait for the matching stage, and you release certain information. Even God has hidden, hidden certain things from Jesus Christ. Je- people ask Jesus, when will you come? He said, I don't know. <laughs> Only God knows about this one. 
where now you want to bring your whole file. You are exposing your whole file. The person hasn't married you. He hasn't given you a ring. He knows your whole family. He knows every problem in your family. He knows everybody who died, what killed them. He knows everything. And you are still at the melting stage. I don't need to tell you who you are. You should already by now. You should know what is going on with you. Number five. Being beloved doesn't mean you must start buying things together. Especially being beloved. I'm thinking, remember, melting stage. Check the stages and see how far you have gone in the whole thing. You are already buying a house together. Combining money. Buying a house. Ah, but you are at a melting stage. This person can have a revelation before entering the, the meeting stage that you are not compatible. And you have already invested the money there. Do you see now that I'm saying you are something? You see? <laughs> Proverbs 8, 12. I wisdom dwell together with prudence. I dwell with prudence. You must be a prudent person. Prudence is not, is not fear. It's wisdom. You must learn how to make your move. We're going to be married in the community of property. What is the problem if you buy? When we are married, we share. Or let's wait to move to the next. You see, what is the rush? Ask your neighbor, what is the rush? Why don't you, why don't you want to move in the stages? You're already buying a car together. And you are holding hands, going to the garage, looking for cars. And all you are is melting beloveds. That's all you are. That, that's your greatest achievement in this life. You have the melting beloved. You have given all the sensitive information. Now he, he knows how much money you have. So he's now beginning to give you ideas on what we should do with this money. You see, this money, we need to, let's invest here. Let's do this. Let's, let's, let's buy that. Let's buy this. And you see, let me tell you something. A lot of us, by the time you discover you are incompatible, you have released so much information, you have committed yourself so much that you are no more marrying out of love. You are marrying out of, I, I've given too much. If, if I pull out here now, I'm going to lose. No, you should marry because you love and because it is the right thing to do. Not because, hey, I've invested. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. 1,000 yesterday, 300,000 a few weeks ago, and then they, they did this and this, and my personal banking details, and he knows, he knows about this, he knows about this, hey, he knows about my father, he knows about my uncle, hey, he knows, he knows everything. I should keep him here to control what is going to happen. Number seven, being beloved gives you an opportunity to go for many counseling session together. Not alone, alone, together. 
You see, most people start calling counselors when they're already in the marriage. But when they are beloved, they don't want to talk to anybody. They don't want to see. They are too busy. They are too busy. They are busy eye shopping. They are busy sharing sensitive information. Yeah. They are busy. They are talking the whole night. Sharing deep. And you are at the melting stage. Nobody knows the person in the family. You have already told your whole, your whole life, your ancestors, everything the person knows. You cannot have one meeting with your shepherd. You don't want to sit and be trained. The Bible says in Proverbs 15, 22, without counsel, plans go airy. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. Mal- not few ca- multitude of counselors multitude your plan of getting married will be established in the multitude of counselors but you are your own counselor your, your beloved is your counselor you are your beloved's counselor my beloved is mine I am my beloved my beloved is my counselor I am my beloved's counselor you already know the name you are I don't need to say it you know yourself already where you are. Lastly, being beloved gives you an opportunity to have a prayer partner. Prayer partner. It's not easy to find somebody who feels what you feel. When we are all in the church, I I never used to even raise some prayer points in the church because people will be jealous of the prayer point. Not even the answer. The answer hasn't come. But just the fact that you have such a prayer point is a problem. Why why are you having such prayer points? It's good to have a prayer partner with whom you can share your prayer points. And we can pray. And not praying at night alone some way. That's not what I'm talking about. We are having all nights. You and me and my beloved. We are having an all night. It will indeed be an all night prayer. I promise you. Indeed. Matthew 18, 19. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. If two of you agree, the problem is that agreement when I have a beloved that is flowing with me, we become a bomb. We agree for this. We get it done. We agree for that. We sort it out. If two of you agree, you don't need to be three, just two. But you're in agreement. So you can tap into the fact that this person is flowing with me. So if I bring a prayer point, they will agree. Even though some beloved, they are your number one opposer. You say, let's do this. They have another idea. Let's do this. They have another idea. I'm not talking about such people. They need help. Such people, you need to take them for more counseling. I'm talking about somebody that you are already at, you are close to the mating stage and they are flowing with you. They are flowing with you. You can agree. Praise the name of Jesus. So those were the eight rules of engagement for beloveds at ABC. No.
I want to encourage you. Listen to this message many times. You, you need to hear more. I am not dating. I am beloved Dozy. What does it mean? The four stages, the eight rules. Now, some of you, you've already broken some of the rules. I understand. We can correct it. There's always a way to correct. But the main thing that I would like to talk, I'm talking now to the beloveds and the future beloveds. Can you tell me which stage you are on those four stages that we spoke about? You cannot stay, you are at the meeting stage and nobody has ever seen anybody. So don't confuse yourself. I've given you the signs that you are somewhere. And how long have you been in that stage? How long? And what are you doing to move from that stage? May God give us grace in this ministry. You see, the purpose of these teachings is to help you win in the area of your relationships. You don't need to be confused. I think these teachings are helping you to clear the confusion. Yeah. I should know what I should do and what I shouldn't do. Some of you, because you are not taught, so you think you should just do everything. You should agree to everything. No. No. I've given you four stages. As you check the stages, somebody has to deserve the right to know something. Because if they change their mind and they're not going with the information you gave them, that's a serious problem you're having for yourself. Are you listening to me? Stand on your feet and begin to thank God this morning that his word has come to bless you and help you. Let's open our mouth and let's begin to pray. Everybody. Everybody. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I give you thanks. I give you praise. As we get to know the truth, I believe, Lord, the truth is setting us free. Thank you, Jesus, that your truth is setting us free, bringing direction in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise. I give you praise. I give you praise. In Jesus' precious name, we have given thanks. Amen. This morning, I want to pray for you. You are not born again. You've never, ever surrendered your life to Jesus. I don't deny the fact that you've been going to church. As a matter of fact, you are in church this morning. But you know, being in the church and being in Christ are two different things. I want to encourage you this morning 
to be rather in Christ. The Bible says whoever is in Christ, that's the person that will be a new creation. This morning, I want to pray for people who are saying, I want to be in Christ. I want Jesus to forgive my sins. I want to be born again. When I leave this world, I don't want to be confused about where I'm going. If you know in your heart that you've never ever made this decision, meaning a pastor is preaching and he makes an altar call asking people to accept Jesus and you raise your hand, you've never done that, then I'm talking to you this morning. I came to help you. God sent me to reconnect you back to him. At the count of three, I want you to raise your right hand very high. You are saying, Pastor, I feel the need to surrender my life to Jesus. I know that's what I should do. That's why my life is not working out. One, two, three. Raise your right hand. I need Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. I see all those hands. God bless you. God bless you. Don't be ashamed. Raise your hand very high. You are saying, Pastor, I need Jesus in my life. God bless you. Please take your hands down. Now, quickly this morning, you are already born again, but you've backslidden just like the prodigal son. God wants to give you a chance to come back home today. You are saying, Pastor, I want to recommit my life to Jesus. How about I also pray with you this morning? At the count of three, please raise your right hand so I can pray with you. One, two, three. Raise it up. I want you to commit my life to Jesus. God bless you. All of you, may God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let's pray together. Repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. Forgive me my sins. Wash me with your blood. I believe you died for me. On the third day you rose again. That I might be justified. Right now, I believe my sins are forgiven. I'm justified by your blood. I'm saved. I'm restored. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I am free from the power of sin to serve the living God. Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for restoring me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. May God bless you. Please drop us a comment in the comment section to tell us how this message has helped you. Remember also to subscribe to receive notifications on our latest sermons. You can also watch Pastor Pascal live every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. on our church Facebook page, Alive Bible Church HQ. Or you can worship with us live in one of our branches in Sun City, Macharora, Padima, Mohwase, Lidach, Rustenburg, and beyond. Have a blessed day. And remember, we are alive to give life. Where are you?